This is the Sounders FC Soccer Postmatch Show on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at redap.com. By ProLiance Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLiance Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Just imagine what you'd do if you won. Play today. By Bill Corum's Puyallup Nissan. Easy like Sunday morning. And by Car Toys. A better way to go. The Sounders FC post-match show starts now. The Seattle Sounders hadn't won since May 9th. In Toronto, that changed tonight. Magnus Wolf Eichram with the winner. Cut back for Alonso, 83rd minute now. Alonso spins, hits it to the near side for Roldan. Roldan picks up his head. He's going to play this one in. Wolf Eichram, he shoots, he scores! With his head, magnificent for the Norwegian. The Sounders on top in the 83rd minute. Welcome to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home. For the Seattle Center, Sports Radio 950 KGR 2-1, the final score between Seattle and D.C. United tonight. Danny Jackson, former center captain, Wade Weber, S2, assistant coach Jackson Feltz here in the CenturyLink field broadcasting booth. Wade, that was a fun one, and it's a victory for the first time in a while. Yeah, the journey of a 1,000 miles begins with a single step, perhaps, but the journey from out of the playoffs to into the playoffs has to begin with a win. You know, you're not going to stumble your way into the playoffs. And although it wasn't at times as efficient, I'm sure, as the Sounders would like it to be, and by falling behind, Danny, of course, you got those little bits of nerves yep. for, for a while in the second half. It's three points. You got goals from Ladero. Welcome back, Nico. Jackson, your uh, man of the or, uh, your, your player to watch. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Jackson will get the, the, the man of the match in the booth, I think. <laughs> um, and then Wolf Eichram with a, with a really clean finish uh, to cap... Uh, Three points that the Sounders have deserved, I think, on other occasions this year. Maybe things are turning, and sometimes you make that luck. I, I agree, and I think we talked about the players coming back. They certainly made an impact. Ladero, obviously, with the goal. He was busy all night, good in possession. Ozzy Alonso comes on the field after being out for a few weeks and starts putting himself around, organizing the team. Off the ball, you can see him grabbing players, moving players around in positions. He made an impact when he came on. And it was great to see the team respond, right? 1-0 down, their heads could have dropped, shoulders dropped. They could have seen it as just another game going by, another loss. But, you know, they were 3-0 down last year against D.C. They pulled it back to win. This was a much you know, smaller hill to climb. But, uh, but in terms of the anxiety that Cats was kind of in that camp, they needed the confidence builder. And I think one of the things as a player, you're looking at the number of injuries, a number of players out, um, for interna international duty and you put an asterisk against some of these losses right you said I think in pregame um, Wade five one zero losses and you somehow you can put a little asterisk a small asterisk next to them based on the number of players this isn't our true team this isn't the team that we can bring day in day out if we have everyone fit on the field this is a good example of how confidence can quickly spread now because you could point to the fact that we had Ladero back we had Rodriguez back. We had Dempsey in and around those players, getting involved, getting more chances. You know, you had Bruin who played a full 90, gutted through some of that stuff. So all of a sudden, Ozzy Alonso coming back on the field, you can say, hey, we won a game. Look, the guys came back. That gives us a breath of fresh air. Off we go. And, you know, this is, this is I don't mean to just totally take all the great news and bring it down. But unfortunately, another one in Kelvin Lairdon, Yeah. he goes out in the 69th minute. Magnus Wolf-Eichmann comes on. 
You're going to hear from Brian Schmitzer in our next segment here of the postgame show. Hopefully we'll have an update on Kelvin Lerdon, see what he's going. But let's, let's get back to the positive here, Wade. Talking about the confidence that Danny is talking about and getting all those guys back from international duty, from injury here, and once Ladero put that ball in in the 57th minute, it, the game, the match opened up. We saw a completely kind of back-and-forth style of play, and it just felt like a different sounder team after one ball went in. Yeah, th sometimes it does take just one. Uh, I would like to think over the – there's a veteran group, you know, even those that are limited in MLS experience like uh, uh, Victor Rodriguez. Um, still, it played lots of games, has been in big moments. That uh, I don't think the players maybe um, – panicked or or didn't th they certainly didn't think that the, the season was lost i know that might have been the feeling amongst some of the fan base but uh but perception's reality and, and sometimes that stuff can creep in that you start to think oh, we're snake bitten you know all these injuries and guess what had the sounders not come back to, uh this evening and gotten the win they're gonna say oh we lost nagel midweek oh we lost L uh Lerdam this evening it's it's done. The season's done. It's spiraling. It's spiraling. Well, now there's three points, and you, you, you jump somebody in the table. Yep. Like they just yep. jumped San Jose, people. So yep. uh, again, it's a you only have to make the playoffs. Well, you think that's about, all you got to do to win a championship? Get in the dance. Just get in the dance. Get in there. You do, and, and we talked about a half time. Some quality at the right hand side. We weren't seeing in the first half. Well, Don put some quality in for the second goal. It's a goal. The other piece to look at is the flip side of psychology, right? If you're a team now that's been watching the Sounders stutter, same with Toronto, stuttering, struggling based on injury and a variety of other reasons, international duty, all of a sudden you see, oh, Sounders had a couple of guys back, they win. Now, all of a sudden it kind of creeps into the other team where they start looking at players coming back to the Sounders and they don't seem as vulnerable as they were, once were potentially with a weakened team that couldn't execute in the final third. Putting goal, not, winning was important tonight. Winning 1-0 would have been fine. would have all said, hey, that's great. We scrape out a win. It was ugly. They played in the second part of the second half when we can see the goals you mentioned, Jackson. We turned it around. We, put the, we, we tightened the screws. We pushed the ball. And we scored two. It's different than a 1-0. We scored quality goals, yeah. which was good to see. All right. Sounders take the victory tonight. 2-1 over D.C. United tonight at CenturyLink Field. Uh, we're talking about the man of the match. Nico Ladero is your Budweiser man of the match. Fans can vote for the Budweiser Man of the Match until the final whistle every match on the official Sounders FC app. Nico's in the 57th minute. Uh, ball bounced back out to him and from about 20 yards out hit a rocket for a goal. Looping ball heaved in. Bounces awkwardly. Left foot of Lodero. He scores! He's back and everyone is thrilled. Nicholas Lodero equalizes in the 57th. That's a great call there from Andrew Harvey, who was on the call here for Sports Radio 950 KJR. Nico Ladero, your man of the match, puts it in there for the 57th. Sounders go on to win 2-1. to one. Upcoming here on the Sounders FC postgame show, going to hear from head coach Brian Schmetzer, also going to award our play of the match. We have a couple to decide between. We'll decide that in the break. Hear from Brian Schmetzer next. Also, uh, in our third segment, we're going to talk about what's next for the Seattle Sounders. Got a little bit of a fixture congestion, a couple games coming up here next week for the Seattle Sounders. We'll look at both of those. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, and also look here from Brian Spencer coming up next. That's coming up on the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. Victory tonight for the Seattle Sounders, 2-1 to one over D.C. United tonight at CenturyLink Field. 
Sounders pick up their first victory since May 9th in Toronto. Three points over DC tonight. And it's the winner for Magnus Wolf Ikram in the 83rd minute. But it is time for tonight's Alcatel play of the match. Nico Ladero scored in the 57th minute to open the scoring. Looping ball heaved in. Bounces awkwardly. Left foot of Lodero. He scores! He's Tonight's back. play of the match presented and by Alcatel, the official strong. smartphone and tablet partner of Seattle Sounders FC. Let's get right to Brian Schmetzer, his post-game press conference right now. Okay, there you go. Brian, how important was it for Nico to score that goal so quickly after the opening goal, just given how everything's gone? Yeah, it was, it was massive because, you know... You know, it looks like you have control of the game, and you know, well, I'll have to look at the tape exactly how we gave up that goal, but it certainly was deflating. Um, and the team to respond like it did is testament to not only Nico's brilliant left foot, but also his commitment to try and you know help the team progress. So I think it was a combination of you know him wanting to help the team win, putting himself in a good spot, and actually delivering and finishing a play. Jermon? Yeah, Nico, I see here, 105 touches. That's, I don't think a number we've seen this year, but we saw a lot last year and, and since he's been here before. Is this closer to the Nico Ladero that you kind of would hope to have? Well, I think this is... Okay, you asked me the question about Nico. I'll say, I'll answer that one first. Yes, it's closer to... You know, Nico's potential in this league. He's a world-class player. Um, but it's also a team game. And I think the guys around him helped. You know, I think Christian in there, that Harry did a nice job, Deuce, you know, Rodriguez, everybody pitched in to those, contributing to those 105 touches. Um, we wanted to get back to what we did last year, which was, you know, be a little bit better in possession. And there were times that we were and then you know that's still a work in progress there were some times where we weren't that great or we were a little rushed we felt a little rushed again i'll have to watch the tape um but it felt like we were a little rushed at times but you know whether nico's on the front foot laying guys in or whether he's just trying to keep possession it's always handy to have you know arguably your one of your better players touch the ball that many times harvey Coach, you won the uh, duels battle 54 to 36. Is, is there something in that that speaks to not just that you won the match, but how you went about winning it? Well, I think that stat is always important to me. Um, when you combine the two, because our team has always been, you know, a competitive team. When you combine that with the actual soccer that was played, I think that's when you get results. So we're going to keep continue to fight. Uh, there's no, there's no, we won't give up. Um, and then hopefully our soccer gets a little bit better and we can combine the two to, you know, get some more points. John? Coach, uh, at RSL, passing for percentage in the final third was like 58% tonight, much better first half of 70. Um, anything that would have led to that? that You're talking about in RSL? Yeah, in RSL. Uh, well, the home team usually has a little, the ball usually higher up the field, so I would say that that's probably a little bit of that. Um, you know, the other half is how you set your team up, you know, what players you have on the field, 
you know, there's lots of nuances that could probably explain some of that. I'll let the guys at Sounder at Heart analyze that. Very good. He's he's been steady, solid since he's been here. You know, the one thing he 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 you know tries to force a couple balls in there as well that got nicked out. That's what we we'll have to correct. There's no shame in just putting your foot on the ball, going out the other side, and retaining possession. So we're working on that with him through our Google Translator on our phone. Uh, it is a strain of his right leg. Jeremiah. Nico was dropped back the line uh, today. Uh, he was probably going on eight. Um, but what, what does that do for the, for the offense when you can kind of drop him back and, and I don't know, maybe freeze him up? I don't know. What would you, how would you describe the thought process? Well, we've worked a lot on trying to get the ball from back to front in various phases of the game from goal kicks and the defending third through the middle third through the attacking third and putting Nico in the middle third helps on both sides of the table so that's one thing I could have stuck Harry back there you know Harry can probably do that job but I think Nico has a little bit more range um, I think Christian does what he needs to do to help with that situation um, and you know it, 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 just, it just helps when you have a guy who's confident on the ball to make those make those passes, make those decisions. Okay. An important three points began out of this, but um, it seems as though the momentum you know started to, to shift towards the attack, and um, it seems like you like you guys had a lot of confidence going forward. Obviously, you know it, it didn't materialize into more goals, but uh, it, it does seem to to be a lot better than what it's been. What do you attribute that to? Well, I think a committed team, a committed group. I think training, you know, even with the two losses to RSL, I think the training has been good. Um, you know, the guys are making plays out there. You saw not just Nico making plays, but other guys. I thought Christian, when, when, when Kelvin had to come out, you know, we've done that in the past, but Christian was able to do some stuff. Magnus was able to, you know, contribute. Uh, Harry was able to contribute. Um, there were a lot of guys that Victor, having Victor back was extremely, extremely beneficial for us. Um, he, he was a big reason for it. So it's a team game. I think they all came to play. I think they all understood the place that we found ourselves in the table. And I'll just caution everybody here, we still have a long way to go, but you know, there are some signs of life and signs of a little bit of momentum for sure. Jeremiah? Yeah, um, not to change the subject on a, on a good win, but it's, uh, I've seen some rumors this week about Raul, uh, Ray Diaz, I think is how you say his name. Is there anything you can say about that uh, potential signing? Well, we can't, we can't comment on players that aren't signed that aren't officially signed. I know he'll yell at me if, if I do, but it's always, you know, uh, you know, Garth has stated that we're going after a big player um, and being associated with a big player like him is, is always nice, um, but the deal deals haven't been finalized yet. So 
whether it's Rui Diaz, whether it's another player or a different player, you know, however those guys do their job, it's it's nice. It, it gives us, you know, okay, yeah, this is the guy we're going to get, and it's nice. John? Coach, you had to move Christian to the right back position today for the injury. Um, one of your thoughts on how you think you did there, and Great. something that you, you work on him with. No, we don't work in a practice, but he's done it a lot last year, years past. He's been pretty flexible. Um, his engines are good. His commitment to winning is good. He gets up and down, and, you know, he gets up the field, and then he gets back. And that's important from that position. Magnus Wolfiker scores his first league goal for the club. Well, it was a very good cross from Christian, very good header. You know, when Magnus first came and we were watching on tape, you know, he is goal dangerous. That's what I've said early on. So just showed tonight his his ability to make an impact in the game. I thought he did he went he did well. Other questions, guys? Great, thank you. See you in the locker room. That was Seattle Sounders head coach Brian Schmetzer following a Seattle 2-1 victory tonight over D.C. United here at CenturyLink Field. Goals from Nico Ladero in the 57th minute. Magnus Wolf-Eichram heads the winner in in the 83rd. Jackson Feltz, former Sounder captain Danny Jackson, S2 assistant coach Wade Weber back here in the broadcasting booth. Wade, what do you take away from Brian Spencer's presser? Well, first, uh, his facial expressions. I know you can't see that on the radio, but his his uh, his top button on his on his shirt was uh, was undone. His tie was a little uh, tussled. He, he was unshaven, but he had a look of absolute re uh, relief. Like there had been a weight, and that weight had been lifted. I also love the fact that he said, "Listen, it's you know, it's not like it's we're suddenly all all is rosy. Uh, we know where we are in, in the standings, but but you do get the feeling that uh, that it 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 has to look positive, given what's coming. You know, what's been out. All we know all that, but." You know, there is a break coming up. They yeah. got to go to New York. Yes, that's going to be tough. But guess what? They went to uh, to Toronto with an even more depleted team and got and got a win and yeah. got three points. So they certainly can go play the Red Bull uh, in that in that arena last game and then a little World Cup break. Well, the interesting thing is they went to Portland and Toronto played with three at the back. They looked solid. You know, they got a win against Toronto. Granted, they're a little bit uh, depleted as well. Uh, and for 87 minutes, they uh, kept Portland at bay and conceded what was a bit of a kind of mistake from a dilemma in terms of positional sense. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Brian kind of reverts back to a three. But as, as you mentioned, yes, they have to go to New York, but that journey and that trip feels so much better. <laughs> you, you ain't kidding. <laughs> you, I mean, everything about it. You know, now Brian can start to work on some of the nuances stuff. I mean, listen, for example... You know, we can all kind of read into what Brian said about the outside back. You know, Christian Roldan coming on, providing some quality on the right-hand side. And it was very poignant with his comment. The play moves forward and he runs back. And we've seen some of those issues um, in those outside positions this season where you can go one way and the expectations you go back and it doesn't always happen and it's caused us problems. So I think Brian's going to be in a, in a really happy and excited position to be able to be constructive with his criticism off the back of a win. He's going to look at what happened before and after the goal. The response was great, yes. I think that was a real test for Brian to see if the team would respond being, you know, in this kind of hole we're sitting in right now. But I agree with Wade. I think relief against the players, the fans, you heard the, the buzz and the positivity that, that came from behind the goal when the, when the team was celebrating. So I think everybody walks away from here relieved. Everybody moves forward with, uh, 
you know, the game in New York with a potential another three points, and that pushes them up up the table and gives them a chance to enjoy some of those early World Cup games. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's it's not press conference related, but to your point, Danny, I thought the crowd they didn't abandon the team when that goal went in. It, yeah. it did feel deflating. But uh, there, w- there was an energy. It, it didn't leave. There was a touch of good fortune about that opening goal. Let's be honest. It came from a long throw-in that was chucked in the box, half-headed out, right. pops out to Ladero. Look what I found, and he smashes it in. It wasn't a well-constructed goal. It was a well-taken goal. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it the doesn't crowd matter. didn't abandon the team. And that's that that that's encouraging, given where they are in the standings and what's happened recently. Yeah, you well, can hear. Sorry, Danny, go no, ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, you mentioned it, you know, on air and off air, Wade. You know, the small things matter in the game. You know, it really is like half a yard here, half a yard there, a game of inches. Um, when you think about the goal we conceded, and, and I think Brian will look at the tape as he mentioned in the press conference. You know, knew who was four or five yards away, and really, that's not pressure. Right? You have to be, as we said when I was a kid, touch tight. You have to get push, put pressure on, get the guy's head down, force him not to cross the ball. And if he tries to cross it, you can block. You're in a position to block it. You know, those small things, those things where you don't commit yourself to getting forward and getting too tight enough to cut out the cross causes your problems. And as, as Wade said, you know, sometimes at the other end, you just take a chance. You kind of move up 10 more yards. You land outside the, uh, the top of the 18, and it comes to you. And it, sometimes it does come to you, but you need the quality to put the ball in the back of the net as well. And we saw it today with those two goals. I just have to say this right now. Christian Roldan, after 90 minutes, I think that's Roldan, or is that Ladero? Uh, that's, no, that's Christian. Yeah, that's Christian. Yeah, Roldan is on the field talking to um, just, it, it's, it looks like a, a photo op maybe on some level for a little Sounder fan wearing a scarf that's almost as tall as she is. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, it's after the game. That's the yeah. kind of thing that's beautiful. that you do uh, w- when it matters. You know, and he doesn't have to do that. He's he's no, he's earned good. he's it's earned a good. right to go in the locker room, and he's still out on the field, uh, making some girls' night. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, this totally distracted me from from the point I was going to make, and uh, I, all those takeaways very good. We're talking about the little things that improve this team. What I took away from the press conference is that they used Google Translator with Kim Pee. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> no, I mean with with Kim, he he had some nice moments. There was a slide tackle. I want to say was in the second half, early on in the second sure. half, where he he totally takes away a DC attack. Kim has been pretty solid for a team that's going to have whether whether Roman Torres, however far Panama goes, not going to be here for a little bit. And, and Kim Kihi is is just stout defensively along alongside of Chad Marshall as well. So it, it's about these positions and these we talk, keep talking about these one zero losses, Wade. They've just kind of always been that little thing there, that little thing there, that little thing there is what led to a loss. Those little things seem to be kind of being ironed out, and we aren't seeing those anymore. We didn't we didn't see many today that, that could have led to that. Yeah, it's still you still concede the one goal. But, I think I think yeah. m- most importantly, if you allow a goal a game on the course of a season, 34 goals over a course of a season, you'll be in the playoffs. Right. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so the fact that Seattle conceded a goal this evening, yeah, I and, and you could argue that you know Kim's positioning was perhaps a little off. Darren Maddox had a header in the first half that he should have done better with. Again, ball goes over Kim's head. It's not like he's perfect. But he is a, a South Korean international and a technical and a physical and a, I think a no-nonsense player, right. really. I think Danny and I both th- think he's been a nice addition to the yeah. team at old center backs that, that we are. <laughs> um, but but you got to be able to score. The, the, the goal against, if you can average that, so again, the Sounders conceding a goal, I, got, I have no fundamental problem with that. You don't have to have a shutout to win. But if you're, if you're not scoring, it's so much harder 
because every mistake is magnified. You know, you go, let's go back on your kind of uh, your comment about relief. You know, and Brian, and, and certainly the players will feel that. And you mentioned the fans as well. You know, we walked out. We saw some of the front office as well. They felt it as well. It's so much easier to deliver a message mm-hmm. on social media to your fan base off the off the back of a win. You know, the the Sounders have been around for a long time, and. You know, the equation of a successful franchise, I think the Sounders does personify it. And the fan base is a huge piece of that equation, right? Results on the field, for sure. You know, sustained success. We've been to two championship games. That helps things. At the end of the day, these fans are educated about the game. and They see things um, that maybe 10, 15, 20 years in the stands, that there wasn't, obviously, the, the, the number of people. And then maybe it was a fun day out for some people. These people care. They really do. They, they take this home with them as well now, and they care. And you see that in the stands. You see that in the, in the response after the RSL game when the, when the crowd booed. Those are the things that hit home to the players. The players know that they have a responsibility, not just for the jersey, the name of the Sounders, the years of number of players who have played in this franchise, the people who have come and watched, but this community relies yeah. on the Sounders. And it relies on the sound of playing well and giving everything. And after they conceded that goal, they did do that. I've always looked at sports almost kind of like religion in a sense, and, and CenturyLink being the church where you know people can come, and and this is where this is where we get together and feel something like we're a part of something bigger and and when we're here and when when it comes to the sounders this fan base is electric and they're so passionate and they do it danny it's a great point know about this game know what they're watching know the intricacies so they understand when the little things are happening and then what's beautiful is is that brian schmetzer can go in depth about that and just the the educational nature of this club and the educational nature of this game in this city is at such a high level and and it's it's a great thing that we can have this kind of relationship with the fan base yeah it's always what's really good I think this is the evolution of a successful franchise is when Brian's going to hold players accountable. Yeah. But the fans have to hold players accountable as well. And when they booed, that was a poignant moment, I think, in this franchise as well. We've heard it kind of sporadically here and there. But to see a team, you know, get booed pretty early in the season based on a poor result, that was good. There is that connection. There is a connection and it opens the players' eyes. Say, hey, listen, we don't just turn up and just have a good game and then off we go. It does carry with a lot of people. It absolutely does, and they put it on the field tonight. 2-1, the final score, Sounders and D.C. United. Uh, Sounders now move up a little bit in the table. It's good news with the three points. Now what's next for the Seattle Sounders? One game next week. They have a weekend off, but they do play midweek in New York against the Red Bulls. We're going to talk about what's next for the Seattle Sounders, take a look at the scores around the league, and update the standings in MLS. That's all coming up next on the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Seattle Sounders 2, D.C. United 1. A victory for Seattle tonight here at CenturyLink Field. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Sounders Sports Radio 950 KJR. What do you say we run through some MLS scores from this weekend? Looking back to yesterday, Toronto FC with the victory in Philadelphia 2-0. Scores today, New York City FC and Atlanta FC played a 1-1 draw. Columbus Crew SC and New York Red Bulls played a 1-1 draw. Vancouver Whitecaps crush Orlando City SC at home 5-2. FC Dallas over Montreal 2-0. Chicago Fire New York Revolution 1-1 final. Houston Dynamo over Colorado 2-0. LA Galaxy over Real Salt Lake 3-0. And Portland Timbers Sporting KC play to a draw. And then here in Seattle, Seattle Sounders 2, DC United 1. 
I mentioned New York Red Bulls. They uh, had the 1-1 draw against Columbus today. It's now time to look at what's next for the Seattle Sounders. Brought to you by Bill Quorum's Puyallup Nissan. Easy, like a Sunday morning. So, New York Red Bulls. Uh, the match is going to be played this next Wednesday. It's going to be in New York, so some midweek travel for the Seattle Sounders. Coming off of a win, Wade, this team high on spirits, high on confidence, playing a very good New York team. They are. Uh, this is a New York team that were very, very close to making it a, an all-American CONCACAF uh, Champions League final. Um, they lost narrowly to Chivas. And um, since then, they're top four um, team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I think Jesse Marsh has done a good job uh, defining a style, a, a way they play. Um, and Seattle had the work cut out for them, but no more so than they did at Toronto. And, you know, they're heading now to the East Coast, hopefully with a bit of um, just that, that positive feeling, Danny, that, that we, we, we it's the intangible. You know, the tangible are the players and, and the tactics and things like that. The, the intangibles are the attitude that you take with you on the road, where we, I know you've said it before, oftentimes that is the best place to really get momentum um, when a team is struggling to go on the road and to unite, come together, and get a result. I agree, and I think coming off a win, like we said, that trip becomes, that long trip to New York becomes shorter. And, you know, New York Red Bulls is a team that's got some, uh, you know, some solid play. They haven't got a huge number of big names. I mean, Bradley Wright Phillips obviously has come over from England, done extremely well, scored a bunch of goals over here. Struggled to find his way in England a little bit, and you know, obviously his brother Sean Wright Phillips was always kind of a little bit a step or two ahead of him in terms of, his career, but you know, it just shows these players can come into this league and they can perform. We've seen it with Giovinco, Valeri, all these players coming in at the at the point in their career where they still have something to prove and they've come in and done a great job and great additions to this to this league. But you know, the sound is like I said, you know, you get an Ozzy Alonso. How does he feel after the, the uh, 15, 20 minutes he plays? Does Rodriguez in a position where he's got 60 or so minutes under his belt, can he play 75, 80, even push a 90 with a, a week or 10 day break coming up after that? So, you know, there's momentum, but the momentum has to keep going. And I think that's going to be the message from Brian today. He said, hey, and I think he made that, that point in. Uh, in the press conferences, listen, you know, the, let's not, you know, get too excited here. It was a win. We grounded out. We got two quality goals from two decent quality players, you know, but it doesn't really mean a huge amount in the grand scheme of things if you go and drop an egg in New York, you know, and, and if you can scrape out a 0-0, 1-1, playing three at the back, and we can talk all about the nuances of that type of formation. You know, it's all about just getting a result. And you make, made mention of it, Wade, when we were talking off the air. It can just be ugly. It doesn't matter. You're playing away from home. At the end of the day, you get a 1-1-0-0 tie, sneak a 1-0 win. Great. And you come home and you have 10 days off and you watch the World Cup. <laughs> One point keeps momentum going there. In terms of who can play, who can't play, uh, in his post-game press conference, Brian Spencer said that Kelvin Lerdan had a strain uh, of the right leg. So we're not exactly... There's a lot of muscles in the right leg. <laughs> you know, and I, but one of them is struggling. And I would add as well, it goes back to this, this thing we've talked about over the last month or six weeks where young kids get a chance. And have they yeah. really yeah. taken that chance? You know, that's up for debate for sure. You know, and they, I think some of them, they think another opportunity will come, another one will come. You know, they don't. And more players, quality players are going to come back and they're going to get pushed further and further down the roster. Does a McCrary come back? Is he in a position to play? Who plays in that right-back spot now if Leardown's going to be out for a few weeks, you'd think, from a muscular injury like, in, injury like that. So that's a message that Brian's going to push home as well, is that someone's going to take that spot and someone can take 
that spot and run with it. Jordan McCurry was questionable today with a plantar fascia pain, uh, so didn't have a sprain. He had pain there in the plantar fascia, uh, not like Will Bruin, so we'll see what that means for Wednesday. Uh, of course, Christian Roldan, Brian Schmitzer spoke highly of how he played it right back, so it'll be interesting to see how they shift things around. Waylon Francis, does he have the flexibility to go to the right side? He was on the bench today. Uh, we'll see about the lineup there. I did mean to get to this when I was reading off the scores. Uh, a look at the table, the standings in MLS so far. Uh, running down, we'll start with the Western Conference. Kansas City at the top with 28 points. Dallas second with 26. Salt Lake now in third with 22 points. LAFC fourth with 21. Portland also with 21, Vancouver also with 21. Now below the red line, Houston with 18, LA Galaxy with 17, Minnesota with 16. Uh, this hasn't been updated yet, but Seattle up to now 10th with 11. San Jose, 9 points, Colorado with 8 points, and then in the Eastern Conference, Atlanta with 30, New York City FC with 28, Columbus with 27. I'll stop here with New York Red Bulls at 23 points, so New York Red Bulls, a quality squad on this season. Yeah. The painful thing about uh, franchises and teams like San Jose and Colorado at the bottom of the barrel <laughs> you know, is that they don't have 8 players to come oh. back into this team. You know, no. They don't yeah. have a bunch of players coming back to full fitness that we do. I mean, that is, we have an optimistic next couple of months ahead of us with the strength of the line that we can put out and the the, the fans in colorado you, you, the stadium's not downtown it's uh, it's it, like how do you rebrand when you've already got your little soccer specific stadium in a suburban community that's one of the glories of seattle is that the stadium is a is a magnificent you know uh, yeah. uh gladiator you know style <laughs> nfl arena that that comes you come in it's a it's a great thing it's downtown there's all the buzz and everything else and when you're when you're struggling which Seattle are not used to. Right. Well, let's be honest. Right. Nine seasons in the playoffs every year, they're, they're not used to being I'm only 12 games in and all that, but not used to looking up like they are now. Uh, the the atmosphere is at least better than it is in those places. Well, I mean, we played Colorado the 4th of July. You know, I played in Colorado. They they do a decent job on yeah, the 4th of July. Yeah, their, that's their thing. That's their thing. I mean, we've played in Vesco Field and uh, Mile High with uh, 70,000 people when I was there and big firewood display. I'm not quite sure if they came out for the I, soccer yeah. or the firewood <laughs> display. <laughs> They all showed up at halftime. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, they'll do a good job. But it's a game that, again, three points to be taken, and, and they should. Well, three points here tonight, D.C. and Seattle. Two to one, the final score as the Sounders come away with goals on the 57th minute by Nico Ladero, 83rd minute by Magnus wolf Ikram. Now it's on to New York. Next Wednesday, you can listen to the match right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. 5 p.m. kickoff on Wednesday, Pacific time. Our pregame show will start at 4.30. That'll do it here from CenturyLink Field tonight. The Seattle Sounders pull it out 2-1 over D.C. United and get three points. Thank you to Nate Nelson back in the studio on the board. Thanks to former Sounder captain Danny Jackson, S2 assistant coach Wade Weber. My name is Jackson Feltz. You can listen to Sounders Weekly on Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on 950KJR. We'll go over the, uh, this match. We'll go over the U.S. Open Cup. We'll go over the New York Red Bulls match. It's going to be a busy Sounders Weekly show. I hope to be joined by Garth Lagerway, Sounders general manager and president of soccer at 725 on Tuesday as well. So make sure to tune in for that. And then as I said, Wednesday, 5 p.m., Seattle Sounders, New York Red Bulls. Thanks for listening to this one. Seattle Sounders win 2-1 to one over D.C. United tonight at CenturyLink. 
You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post-match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at Redap.com. By ProLion Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLion Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Just imagine what you'd do if you won. Play today. Tune in next time when your Seattle Sounders FC take on New York Red Bulls. Yeah.